You ready? I'm done. Good. Welcome to the Meister Movie Podcast. Week two of Jurassic Park series. I got uh, Alex and spoiler Zach with me. Spoiler alert, guys. There's a certain actor in this movie that we all knew was in this movie. Spoiler alert. It's Vince Vaughn? I don't know. I mean, you decide who that is. I mean, is Vince Vaughn or, like, Jeff Goldblum or... I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say uh, your mom. Yeah. Oh. 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 Damn. Yeah, oh, damn. Hey, oh damn. Oh damn. Zach, you know what the best part is? I I believe I saw your mom in this somewhere. I was really confused, but I think she was in like the background, the San Francisco scene. Is your mom an extra? Sometime? San Diego. Yeah, oh, oh my gosh. Why do you got to be such a nitpicker, Chris? God. God. It was a joke. It was a joke, Chris. You broke the rhythm with your hashtag back to Willow. <laughs> hashtag Mr. DNA. Hashtag who gives a F about war games. Um, wow. Swishers. I remember that one. That was a good one. Seriously, who gives hey, a hey, F hey, about war games? Chris. Language. <laughs> Sorry, Captain. That was me who said that I believe, actually. Yeah, that was <laughs> Alex who said that <laughs> originally. Like, here's the thing: I like Matthew Broderick, and I get the point, like why people kind of like nostalgically dig that movie. But really, it's uh... which movie? War Games. War Games. <laughs> War Games. Yeah. War Games is boring. Um, that was the that was actually the time the wheel landed on Reservoir Dogs, and I freaked out. Alex freaked out, and Zach was there. I'm always just there. <laughs> I swear, I swear, if we ever form a band and we title like a live album, it'll be like Alex freaked out, Chris freaked out, and Zach was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just a live album, though. That's that. That's the great thing, because like then it'll feel like people should have been there for that. I mean, I was just there, man. I know, man. This future album. I mean, we're gonna have to get three studio albums in first. So, guys, start start writing some songs. I want to get to this album title quick. <laughs> I want I want to get to this album title when there's still albums. Will we still have albums in 2025? I don't know. Maybe we'll have EPs. Well, I've anyways, boys. So, a certain somebody put some stuff up a certain way in the last week, right? Yeah, um, this is week two of Anchor. Posters crooked. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, I think Chris, Anchor. you updated. Uh, you updated the the thing, right? Oh my god! Oh, he put some episodes up. Yeah, he did. My uh, the podcast has been played five times. Woo! Which one? Don't count. Um, Don't count. It'll get stuck in your head. I know. I know. It'll get stuck in my head. Um, I think it was Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park got a down, got um got a download. Um, the the first Jurassic Park got a download. I up- uploaded the first five episodes of the podcast 
podcast up to um, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah, you gotta update some more, buddy. Yeah, I have, I have work to do. Um, so three. Okay, so Clone Wars got a download. The Clone War- when we did the Clone Wars feature film, me and Travis, I gotta get Travis back on here. If you're listening, Travis, we'd love to have you back. Um, if you're listening, Travis, you know if you're tied up somewhere, we're sorry we didn't look for you. We were too busy watching movies and talking about them. But like, we hope that in your hostage also, situation, sure, you're, Travis, you're, if you're tied up. I mean, that's the only reason you haven't <laughs> showed up, right, Travis? Hey, hey, Travis, just remember, if you're tied up somewhere, we're not coming to get you. So go call someone else. We gotta talk about some movies. Yeah, you lazy bum. It looks like uh, Revenge of the Sith got a download, or a play, at least. Um, And then Rogue One got two plays. Are we really really going over our ratings and numbers on the air? Because that (laughs) just seems a whole other... Yes, guys, we're trying to be a thing. So why not just talk about the the cool stuff that's happening? Thank you all for listening. So, I want to get... I, I want to get is... something out of here real quick, guys. So oh, God. If we're going to talk want you about to make it. This... No, 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 no. This has to do with the, the series around. This is okay. actually a relevant conversation. So next week, we get, we're talking about a certain movie, yep. a.k.a. A, a really bad one. Jurassic 3. <laughs> but... J-Park 3, baby. J-Park 3. Yeah. But I want to open this up to a conversation because this is I this is a this is a conversation about something I know I personally want to talk about. Alex, you said you were mildly interested in it. Oh no, Chris, I'm going to open this up to you as an option. Do we want to take an episode to talk about what happens between Jurassic Park three and Jurassic World? God no. Why not? Not a whole not a whole episode. No, but like just bring the stuff to the table. Like yeah. Before we do Jurassic World, I'm open to that, but not a whole freaking episode. I think there's a yeah, whole episode's worth of content that we could talk about, though, easily. No, nah, man, no, darn. man. Just, like, come in, come in before Jurassic Here's the thing. My suspicion... My, here's what I suspect. <laughs> We're going to have a way more interesting... Uh, I couldn't find the right word, guys. Come on, leave me alone, all right? Gall. Gall. <laughs> man. Golly, I just always on the calls with you two. When can I ever be myself? When can I ever just be gender flu? I'm sorry. That's too far. (laughs) (laughs) Too much information. Anyway. (laughs) No, um, I, here's, here's the thing. Like, I think we're going to find way more interesting things like out of that story than we are J park three. Cause J park three is soups boring. Uh, like we're gonna oh, have I some stuff that. to make fun of it about, it's but like I I I, oh. I I just think like if you brought it to if you just come in and talk about it like a good like twenty thirty minutes or whatever like we're, these are long podcasts I'm pretty sure we can offer you enough enough time to like set the table up to for this in my opinion pretty like uh un, unspectacular movie. Yeah, I mean you know I definitely we could talk about at the end of J Park Three just kind of what the immediate effects happen after it while you know we could split the content up across you know j park 3 and world uh just kind of talk wait, wait, about wait. so you're talking about the stuff that happens between j i love that we keep saying j park 3 uh <laughs> i'm not um so you're talking about the stuff that happens between the third movie and the fourth movie correct yes okay so save that for the fourth movie like before we get like 
we'll talk about lost we'll talk about that but like before yeah. we talk about it tell us what happens yeah i mean we can do that yeah all right that's fine i figured it out Dude, like seriously like we're i'm telling you do like if you're i want to hear the story you seem pretty into it like i want to see i want to hear you sit down and talk about it like bring the tell the story to me like be a, be a storyteller i want to hear because like i i am vain enough to believe that you and other people enjoy it when i do it so i really well, want to hear what you have to say yeah i mean i think there's a huge amount of interesting things that happen that lead us to where it leads us and i love that like so much of that that story ends up getting into shape to world okay. and fallen kingdom Okay. Chris, have you seen Fallen Kingdom? Oh, that's a deafening silence. <laughs> that's a telling it. deafening silence. Okay, listen, hang on. So you hang haven't on. been to Cinema Grill in a while. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> now I can, though. Now I can. Yes, you can. That's absolutely right. You could take me there. You could take back there. Hold on a second. Time out. Hang on. Let me uh, do some investigating real quick. Okay, I know you got. I know you got the idea from me, because I did a whole freaking episode about Last Jedi predictions, which I immediately want to take back. Um, but yeah, I got you know what? It. That's kind of true. That's you know what? That's very true, Chris. We spent an entire episode on that, so you kind of got no precedent here. Okay, I still have time. What, like, hold on. I still have time. I still have time to see Fallen Kingdom. Like, okay. So next week is Jurassic. Next week is Jurassic 3. JA Park 3. Which is. Which is the 23rd. So that'd be Fallen August 3rd. Okay. Um. Yeah, I still got time. Anywho. Anywho, I don't want to hear you come back and be like, I thought there was time now. I thought I had time now. Thank God it's only two hours long. Um, Okay. I know you got the idea from me. We did an entire episode about Last Jedi predictions. Which I'm going to upload. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to upload that because it's hilarious. I didn't get the idea from you. I just got the idea that the story is very extensive and there's a lot to it that we can talk about that's worth an episode. And I think it is worth an episode since there's functionally a whole movie's worth of information about it that we can talk about. But I mean, if you're going to bring a lot of information from that script that ends up like what could be developing into the next few movies, it's like hold some of that stuff off. Like, we, I like. If you're just bracing, if you're basically bringing the entire script to the table, okay, that's a whole other story. Okay, like okay. At, at the end of the day, though, I think if we gave you enough time before before we do um, uh, Jurassic World, um, I'd like to hear that story before we talk about that movie because it's I am interested. Like, J okay. Part Three is really super boring, and Jurassic Park, Jurassic World is super super crazy, and something happened there. Something happened there. I am interested. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Is this between three and four or two and three? This would be between three and four. Is it canon? Is it canon? No. Why? Why? Why bother? Like, like Chris, it's it's literally a development story about like what happened and like some of it is canon because some of the ideas ended up like 
getting used. Well, wait, was this going to be Jurassic I, 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 World? I don't, I don't think this was. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the script that John Sayles wrote was the script that they were going to use for Jurassic Park 4 until it got redeveloped into Jurassic World. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to spend a, a whole episode with the story and the script. I just I just kind of want to know the story and like bits and pieces of the script. At the end of the day, like yeah. I know some of those script elements end up in World and Fallen Kingdom and are being developed. So at the end of the day, I want some of those to kind of be like on the table. I want to like read the script on my own one day too. Yeah. Um, I, but I think I think b- before Jurassic World is more like we'll get if Chris is okay with it, I'm open with giving you like uh, a, as much time as you want to just tell us the story because I am interested. Okay, listen, here's okay, here's where I'm at with this. Not an entire episode. Okay, that's fine. Because we're gonna do an entire episode on the actual product that we got. Yeah, that's fine. Both of them. Both of them. Apparently. Um, yeah. In fairness, I am bef- very in favor of Alex's idea here. We do it before Jurassic World. Yep, we, we talk about it before we talk about Jurassic World and we get the full range of the story. I don't think he's, I don't think we should give him as much time as he wants because he'll take up the entire time, I think. I won't take up the entire time. I'll just like... Th- here's the thing about If I Jurassic give you 30 World, minutes, can you do it in 30 minutes? Probably do it in thirty or forty minutes. Thirty. Uh, as as Zach's as Zach's uh, monologue lawyer here, I gotta step in and say that he's he's taken nothing less than forty. <laughs> no, m- not a, not a second more. At forty minutes, I cut you <laughs> off and we go into Jurassic <laughs> Four. Not shake my non-visible hand and we're we're set to go. At forty minutes, I'm gonna cut you off. That's fine. And I will time it. Chris, if I can get you into the idea of what the story is telling you, I'm telling you you'll forget about that about that timer. It won't Maybe. make me forget about be- Jurassic World. What? It won't make me forget about what we actually got. No, it won't know, change I, what we I actually think, got. I think it would be really funny if I got you really deep into like where this is going and like an hour goes by. and Because we've had a very good conversation about this. And then you're like, oh, we should probably talk about this other movie that we're going to talk about. And then we talk about that movie. I think a solid 40 minutes is more than enough to hear it. Yeah. Like, I might no, not no. Here's the thing. The Here's the thing. Minutes. If you can't do it in 40 minutes, there that's your fault, not cards. mine. That's your fault. Well, Chris, let's be clear. There's a, an entire video explaining literally all of what I'm going to say that was like 36 minutes. And we're giving him four extra. Yeah. He could just play the he could just play the freaking video. Yeah, I mean, I can play the That's video. That's cheap. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna watch the video. I'm gonna take notes. I'm gonna explain to you genuinely, like what's going that down, means... what happened, and then you know, while you guys want to talk about certain parts of it, we can definitely talk about that. That That's means you I have like two weeks. One. You have two weeks then to prepare for it. Yeah, I'm not not concerned about it. <laughs> All right then, forty minutes. I, yeah, I'm not worried about it, man. All right. I, I'm, I'm excited, Zach. I'm excited. Yeah, I think I there's a... Happened, and I'm glad I haven't done too much more research than than what you kind of brought to the table already. Now... Yeah. I... One thing... Okay. I'm okay with giving you 40 minutes. Like, and Matt would agree. I would not give Matt 40 minutes. 
I'd give him much Matt, shorter no. than that. Because he goes on. And Matt, you know this. You know this. Matt deserves the boundaries of 30 minutes. Much, much less than that. I'd give him 30 minutes, but I'd be like, I'd have to look at him in the face. Like, you and I both know that's not enough time, so you better reel it back, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, but that's in two weeks. Today, The Lost World. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Where all the dinosaurs know how to gyrate their stuff. Wow. Alright. <laughs> well, think about it. They're breeding, wow. aren't they? They're starting families. I'm actually quite surprised Spielberg directed this. I, I never knew this before I, before um, before we started talking about Jurassic World on well, the Wheel. Well, Jurassic Park let's on be wheel. clear here, guys. So, going into this, it, it, you know, we're going to have a very... Unfortunately, we're going to have very similar talk this week as we are going to be about last week, is that the book played a lot played had a lot to do with this movie there was but the, book. but well the lost world book uh lost world Jurassic park but the really interesting thing about this movie is that they this is the movie where they really start stepping away from a lot of the book material and they start going you know off tune quite a bit like they the it, it's kind of really interesting that functionally uh the lost world book and this movie are like effectively two different things because they just, and they just utilize all the same characters that do functionally the same things, but not really. There's a bunch more in the book that are super interesting. And it's just very, very interesting. And I mean, I, there's a lot to talk about. And the funny thing is that after this, they just go way off. (laughs) They use like, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say they use parts of like the next of the two books, like certain scenes. Like uh, we'll we'll get to it, but uh, uh, parts of this parts of scenes in J Park Three and Jurassic World have uh, shots from both uh, Jurassic Park and Lost World. Uh, just to give you a quick example, you guys will know uh, in Jurassic Park the book there's a river ride scene where you know Alan and the, the kid. Book, gosh, dang it. No, I'll just briefly explain the kids get on the river they get on a raft and they drive down they start getting chased down by the t-rex and attacked which is very reminiscent to a certain scene that we'll see in the next movie and in jurassic world and i think both of you guys functionally remember because they're very similar well the the thing about the lost world book and the lost world movie um is the same thing that happened with silence of the lambs and hannibal Silence of the Lambs was a big success, and so the author owning the rights and working with the studio on the product in the first place, they said, well, we want to make a sequel. And he's like, well, I want to get money for it. And they're like, write a book real quick. And he goes, okay, I'll go do that, and then you guys can make whatever movie you want with the property. And they say, sure, that way we both get paid. And that's exactly what happened here. Crichton understood that the movies were always going to go somewhere else, and the books, he could do whatever the hell he wanted. Because they were always going to be two separate entities. He just wanted to be able to own the rights and the property of it and get as much money as the films were getting. Yep. That's the real reason they kind of went that way. Now, I don't know Crichton's writing as well as you do, Zach, but like at the end of the day, they are basically two separate things with the intent of always being two separate things. Yep. Uh, there's, also so a big, there's also a big aviary scene in, in Lost World that uh, we'll, we see, again, parts of in both 
the, uh, the next movie and Jurassic World that are, you know, one of the scenes is much more famous than the other, but... <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that's very true. What? I said, yeah, that's very true. I, I would actually say, you know, spoiler alert to next week, but the aviary scene in J Park 3 is, like, its most famous scene. Which isn't really saying much, because it's a crap scene. <laughs> I, I got. I got to be honest. I, w- I, I don't know if it's necessarily its most famous. I, I think its most famous is when the raptor talks in the airplane. But like, I would certainly say I think it's the most effective scene in yeah. the movie. I think it's because it's a, it's a. We'll get to it. But it's like a co- a good combination of like atmosphere and scariness because you've never seen this that. But the moment it really walks in on the screen is pretty impressive because like. Here's the flying creature, and the first time you really see it, it's walking towards you, and there's something very alien about it. The scene is, like, the best scene in the movie, but um, it's everyone everyone really loves that Alan scene. Alan! 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 Wake up, Alan! Alan, you're in J-Park 3! But just aside, spoiler alert... But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm popping my monocle out as I tell you I'm a raptor. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like Jurassic Park three, it's, it's a pile, it's a it's a pile of garbage. Single. I spilled my tea all over the Wall Street Journal. Oh, this is such a haberdashery. I'm still a raptor. But yeah, uh, I would definitely say the aviary scene in Jurassic Park three is its most effective for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty cool scene, um, but it it the it undercuts itself later in the movie, surprisingly, which is another yeah. reason why I like the. Yeah. Uh, it, it, um, well, I don't know how much of that is like, like the scene got undercut or the writers undercut the scene, and I and I do uh, think it's the latter. I I really do think it it is quite literally the latter. Is that the writers undercut the scene? Because I'm getting this feeling like. What happened with that scene? Not not to say this is actually what happened, but I'm getting this feeling like the writers. I want to I, I want to save it. I want to save it for the next one because I I want to do some research and see what really was the decision yeah, behind. Yeah, of course. That, but I, like, <laughs> I just I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty standard that Zach and I agree. Jurassic Three is 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 a bad movie. Um, yeah. but I what Chris? So you haven't seen Jurassic? You haven't seen Lost World ever? Um, maybe bits and pieces. I usually get this. I usually get Lost World and the first one mixed up, but never seen it all the way through. And now I will remember this movie for the rest of my life. So I, I really, really so say, you enjoyed it that much. I'm gonna, I will remember gonna, the last twenty minutes for the rest of my life. I. <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I will say one thing about Lost World. Um. Lost World has my favorite design for the Raptors because they have the you know the tiger stripes a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, and the reason I, I, I remember is when I was a kid, uh, the first Jurassic Park toy I ever got was like the tiger, the tiger striped Raptor. Yeah, that uh, seems like. I think I had something like that around that age too. Yeah. Uh, also, the the uh, the cornfield scene is like very very famous, and it, I love that scene, and it's wonderful. Yeah, it's a great shot. To me, I I really love the trailer scene. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, God, I love the two trailer scene. That's what that's just fam- that's funny to me because it's a perfect combination of just like fun, zany, but also like genuinely thrilling. Um, well, and then I I like the I like the T Rex. I like when the T Rex attacks them and they all go into like the waterfall and everything. That's a lot of fun too. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a common thing with like this this whole movie is that so much of this movie is just it's a lot of fun. It's not good or anything, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's it's so Which much is, fun. This is what I think is also interesting. You you like because Steven Spielberg was offered this chance to make this movie and he thought about it. He goes, "Well, I made I did not make Jaws two, and I kind of regret the fact that I never had the opportunity to to make that story better." And he wanted to do that here, but he also hadn't made a movie in three years after the one-two punch of Schindler's List and Jurassic Park. Like, he wanted to take a rest. And when he came back to this, he had ideas, he had plans, he was into it. And then halfway through filming, like half, like three-fourths into filming, he stopped and he had epiphany. And he realized that the, the, set, the set pieces, while fun and, and creative and interesting in this movie, and especially even more so in the first movie, had reached their glass ceiling for him in terms of uh, what he was getting out of him, like he was, it wasn't fun for him anymore. Despite the fact that he was very good at it, and he, after that, moved on to like Amistad and stuff like that, uh, more confidently in other films, and eventually would really put his passion into uh, World War II movies and stories. Um, well, but he, it's also it, it really surprises time. me that halfway sorry, through this movie, to, he was kind of lost. Alex, uh, sorry to interrupt you here, but like this. Sorry, uh, right around this time is when he finished uh, Saving Private Ryan, which we, you know, we talked about earlier this year. And I think that movie really is what kind of set him on the mood of, I think I want to do World War II movies, and that's all I want to well, do. He, well, he, I mean, he made this, he made this in 96, it came out in 97, Amistad was after that, and then he made Saving Private Ryan. But it, after he made Saving Private Ryan, then all of a sudden we were getting, um... Band of Brothers in the Pacific, and he, and, and to a certain extent, from Earth to the Moon, but he he just kind of put his passion into World War II for a while. But like the the fact of the matter was, is he he the the second movie he knew he wanted it to be more of a to have more action to be more about the set pieces and everything. Just halfway through it, he was like, "This doesn't entertain me anymore," and he wouldn't really come back to that idea until Minority Report, and he wouldn't come back to that idea again until I would probably say ready player one he j- it's just uh, action I, I think he took i think these movies took a lot out of him in terms of just entertain like sheer entertainment um and i i think maybe people's reaction took a lot of steam out of him too but still i feel like there's a lot of life in this movie there's still a lot of like amazing visuals that work for me like I remember being a kid and watching the two T-Rexes like through the windows of the trailer just talking to him like those those heads so big and so real because they were puppets and it just amazed me and still to this day it's effective. Um First of all this movie was this movie was pretty fun. Um the last 20 minutes like I, I lost my mind honestly. So like okay, so I gotta be honest. Like we'll get to those, but I want a little bit of preview of what your reaction might be. Like, what was your, what was the moment you realized that this was going to happen? Um, when I, s- um, uh, without 
Okay, without giving it without giving it away right now, when um I don't know exactly when without giving it away. Should I just give it away? Uh I I mean I mean, yeah, we can say about we can talk about it a little bit, but I feel like you really if, I feel like this was a moment for you, so sure we should save it then. When yeah, but we'll save it, we'll save it. Um all right, you guys ready? Or are you guys are you busy eating? Uh, I, I'm here. <laughs> I'm not. I am not eating anymore. Uh, we. Uh, I. I finished. I finished. <laughs> I. I. Um, I will be eating, but I will be muting myself when I'm when I'm chewing, so you don't have to hear my garbage. Yeah, stretch was two weeks ago, Alex. Um. <laughs> stretch was two weeks ago. What I think so. Mean? No, because you 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 said finish with that emphasis. Ah, okay, gotcha. Um, yes, yeah, stretch was the last thing we did before the series, right? Yes. Yeah, I love stretch. Man, this wheel really likes its Spielberg. What? How? What did it? How did it come to this? All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Sí, Whoa. Um, <laughs> the Lost World Jurassic Park, directed by Steven Spielberg, released May twenty seventh, nineteen ninety seven. Starring Jeff Goldblum, Julianne Moore, which that surprised me, Richard Attenborough, and Vince Vaughn, and other people and dinosaurs. Wait, did you say it doesn't surprise you that Julianne Moore started No, it, it did surprise me. Like, I was like, whoa, Julianne Moore. Huh? You know? Ah, uh, yeah, she, she, um, she'd already done a lot by this point. She had already um, been nominated, I think, for an Oscar, maybe even won one already. I know that she'd already done shortcuts, and that was a big deal for her. She's really great in that for someone who, for a big, big portion of the film, isn't wearing any pants. <laughs> All right. I, I, it's, it's, it's a really interesting performance, to be honest. It's one of my favorites mm. from her. So, movie opens. And, and in fact, a year later, she would, she, I believe, would be nominated for Big Lebowski. Hmm. <clears throat> so. Movie opens on Isla Sorna, not Nublar. That's 87 miles away from here. It's a luxury yeah, family vacation. Young Camilla Bell from When a Stranger Calls and um, Rip Girls, the old 2002 Disney movie. I watched a lot of weird stuff when I was a kid. Um, so uh, so um, she, wa- she walks off on her own arguing with her mom. So something shakes in the bushes. It's the world's smallest dinosaur. Um, at least to me. Um, so she talks to it. Um, kind of feeds it. Oh, who's rustling with the bag over there? Oh, that's me. Um, you said you were going to mute. So she feeds it with the, with the sandwich that she has. And that, but then uh, now what? Dozens appear. There you go. Um... So they want the sandwich. Uh, she starts screaming after they're like trying to get at the sandwich. So everyone comes for her. So then, then the camera stops on the mom and she screams at the sight of. Cut through the uh, subway with Ian Malcolm. <laughs> so real quick, real quick uh, comment about this scene. Actually, uh, this scene isn't in the novel. It's in Jurassic Park. Uh, this is the actual opening to Jurassic Park in the movie. Oh, cool. Okay, now that doesn't make any sense. Why? With the movies. What? 
it's a what do you mean it's going to be a tourist attraction right yeah so um so the whole so to go back to this so wait 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 so you're saying lost world jurassic park and the first jurassic park were in the same book no i'm saying that the opening with the little girl getting attacked by compies is in jurassic park that doesn't make any sense. On Isla I'll Sorna? Explain, yeah, no, 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 no. They're not on Isla Sorna. They're in Costa Rica in the book. So not Nublar. No, okay. So let me. Let the, me the, the, Chris, it, the book is a whole nother deal in terms of what the islands are and how they work and how the so, business works. So the big problem. I've only seen the movies. Come on. I know, I know, I know. I, know, I, know, I, know. I, I understand. So the big conflict in the book of why Hammond is bringing uh you know malcolm and grant and all them on is because there's rumors that dinosaurs are getting off his island and attacking people and that he wants to bring them on to prove that the island is safe creatures are not getting off the island and that it's marketable much like in the movie you know you know he's got an issue you know a guy died you know people are going crazy you know what i mean um, like, again, it, it makes more sense when you're sitting at home and you're reading it and you can fill in those blanks in your head because you've got yeah. the time. But, like, Spielberg understood how to simplify it and make it, like, far more... Like, yes. So, the... And, then, and and the big other issue is that uh, we have also find out that dinosaur saliva is very toxic to humans. And that's... Uh, and that the whole drama of the book is the girl goes to the hospital and the doctors find out that the saliva is not from a normal lizard, a normal reptile, from something old, 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 old. And stuff. Okay, and so stuff yeah, that, yeah, that totally works for a book. Like, yeah, yeah. So we don't need okay. that in the movie at all. No. Anyways, like, back, back to, back to, back to the plot. Um, Hashtag back to Willow. Yeah. Wow. Golly. So the mom's scream blends in with uh, Ian Malcolm's yawn. It's a great edit. It's a great edit. Yeah, it is a great edit. I think I believe somebody like some like every frames of painting or like screen junkie, Every frame somebody of painting. did an actually really good like essay, video essay on this cut and just like how fun it is. So, and Malcolm, he's, on, he's in the subway. He looks miserable. Um. So, someone comes up to him says. I think he said he believed he believed him about the dinos on Nublar. Then the dude's acting all goofy, so everybody's staring. He's, Ian's just trying to read the comics, man. Trying to get his family circus on. So then he arrives at a Hammond's Castle. It's not really a castle, I just called it that. Then we got a surprise cameo with Tim and Lex. From the first movie. Good God, they grew up in four years. Yes, they did. Um, Lex would go on to be in one of my favorite small little 90s movies called Angus. I love Angus. Um, and then uh, Tim would go on to be in, in Social Network, I believe, and, and a small little movie about a, a mailman who's pretty much just a 20-something who doesn't know what to do. <clears throat> but he's good in it. Um... <laughs> Um, let's see here. Okay, yeah. So, so then, um, Hammond's nephew, right? 
Um, yes, technically his nephew. So nephew's legal team, the nephew and his legal team uh, walked down the stairs. I forgot his name. I I, I missed his name. Um, it's okay. It's okay. all right. His he, name is he, all right. He's not in the last. Movie. He it, he's not in the last movie, but when he shows up in this one, uh, Ian just immediately gives him crap like the guy was there and survived. It's just this weird vibe that he gives. Like it's not the intention, but it just is what comes across, and it's sort of like the audience. It gives the vibe like the audience feels stupid for not knowing this guy, and it's sort of like it's not a very good entrance for him. Um, and because of that, people are, don't really hang on to his name because they're like, "Well, I already know this guy. This is you know, glasses, you know, nephew to Hammond guy." It's it's a weird effect. I've noticed it throughout the years. Mm. I really, I really, I've seen this movie a lot. I got to be honest. I this isn't just a childhood thing for me. Like I genuinely, like when this is on TV, I turn it on. This is a rewatchable for me. So. So the nephew and Ian uh, argue about the last film, whether it was true or not. Um, blah, blah, blah. Nephew says his uncle will be forgotten. So it turns out, let me scroll down here. Hey, come there we go. So Ian meets with Hammond. He's hooked up to an IV. So, like, he's not... He, there's a lot of medical equipment. Obvious that he doesn't have much longer. So Hammond talks about Site B... How we kept it a secret? Have we kept it as a secret haven for the dinos? Um, so he said he's organizing a crew to search uh, Sorna. Hopes Ian would join. Ian says no because he thinks that um, Hammond is a, like a psychopath. Um, then it's revealed. <laughs> <laughs> then it's revealed that uh, Ian's girlfriend Sarah was was already on board the, the the search party before Ian even knew about it or like was able to say no so he so he joins he joins uh he, he signs on not as a search mission but as a rescue mission as he said in, in his mind he's like yeah like if you've already sent people there then now i have to go save them it, it poses this is the interesting thing about this movie for me like there's a lot of things that just kind of don't make sense about it. Like the whole, there's so many things about the first movie that are important. Like the fact that the uh, the dinosaurs don't are all female, so they don't breed. That way, they can have more control. But like, then why would they have an island where there's males and females, and they could just breed constantly, and people can like incidentally run into this island? Like just weird stuff like that. They they just sort of put it on the table and are like, deal with it. And to be honest. I don't care because this movie is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it sucks to see when people talk about a girl, uh, a, a teenage girl knocking out a raptor with gymnastics, it does kind of take away from the thrill of watching a, a like, world-famous game hunter get, like, you know, outsmarted by some raptors. And then you see this movie, and, they, and people are jumping through windows, and they're, and they're just kind of getting away by the skin of their teeth, and it's a little roadrunnery, and I, and I get that, but at the same time, I don't care. It's fun. Yeah, I'd agree. It doesn't blur the line between the insanity of the the very last, like, it doesn't blur the line of, of insanity and reality for me like the fifth film does. 
And again, these are movies about dinosaurs that come back to life. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, where am I at? Okay, so, so Ian meets, meets with uh, Nick, the photo guy. Wink. Um, so, whatever. So, then Ian's daughter comes in. Imagine my surprise. <laughs> Okay, this is not a, a... I'm not being racist, okay? I'm black myself. I did not expect Ian Malcolm's daughter to be black. Not just going to say it. Okay. Um, I don't think you're racist, but I think that does show how something like that should be normalized in, in media yeah. because it is more normal than people realize. Yeah, but that I'm was my that. realization. Uh, I'm like, yeah, whoa, this is 1997. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was actually, I was surprised in a, I was surprised in a pleasant way, not like in a negative way. Yeah, it is. It is. As a kid, I never really cared. I was like, oh, um, okay. And then when I watched the first movie, and he says he has three kids again, I was like, oh, well, yeah. There you go. Like the guy, the guy gets around. The guy got, yeah. He he found he found his way around. You see those abs in the first movie, man. He gets around. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> okay, that one got me. <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, moving on. So they're dysfunctional. That's what I got out of that. Um, that. That is another thing that I do find lacking in this movie. The first movie does have like interesting themes that kind of pull and pull, push and pull, which allow like a lot of the setup to work for when they're running away from dinosaurs. This movie doesn't have that. But that's because it's basically saying, "Hey, this is it has way more action. This is about set pieces and, and seeing things go down a lot faster. A lot more is happening." Uh, I think, in that sense, it's a better sequel. Like uh, sequels, sequels can go many ways, and I think in this case, it's a better sequel. I, I, I don't want. I don't think it would work if the sequel was, "Let's see the power of seeing these dinosaurs again." Like it's the aliens' uh, uh, attack of it. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, um, so she gets, so she, uh, we see her get into the truck and see where they're going. Um, we don't see her leaving the truck. Note that. Um. Noted. So we cut to, we cut to the boat with the truck approaching, uh, Isla Sorna. The, uh, mm-hmm. the Spanish-speaking captain will not go any further because of the stories about the five deaths, meaning the five islands around the in that area with Isla Nublar, Isla Sorna, Isla something, something, something. In reference, the five deaths is a real thing in the real world. Just Sorna and Nublar are not part of the five or real islands. That would make seven. Um, and that doesn't yes. make any sense. Yes, I believe the fifth one is your mama. <laughs> Wow, okay. 
Uh, uh, I already made that joke, but... As it is called, Los Cinco's Muerte, which is Isla Muerte, Isla Sorna, Isla Tano, Isla Penas, and Isla Sorna. Did you say Isla Penis? Uh, P-E-N-A. Piano. Okay. Okay. No. So... They're moving inland. Mm-hmm. They find Sarah's backpack, no Sarah. Uh, we then get uh, dinosaurs, and then she's just there. They don't notice her standing next to the riverbed, just taking photos <laughs> right next to her backpack. That was weird. Um... <laughs> So, she talks about uh, what she's found um, and why she took the job. Uh, she gets up close with the personal with a dino, and it doesn't annihilate her right away. Her camera malfunctions and uh, makes a noise that the dinosaurs don't like, and it causes a ruckus that almost gets her killed. Darn gingers. Um, yeah, she's, a bit, uh, she's a bit clumsy. She, she seems to find herself in uh, situations like that. A lot. Yeah, I th- I feel like I feel like Ian had a reason to worry. Oh yeah. By the way, it's when they land. It's uh, Ian, Nick, and uh, Eddie, who looks like the uh, the who looks like the guy from um, um, Princess Bride. I don't know why. We shared from the same guy. He he does look a little like him, but he is most famous for playing um, Toby on the West Wing for like ten years, and he's amazing on it. Um, hmm. His name is um, Richard Shift. Yeah, yeah, Richard Shift. Did you say um, Richard? <laughs> language, <laughs> language. Yeah. you kiss your mother with that mouth. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big Aaron Sorkin head, and he is really good with uh, Aaron Sorkin dialogue. Um, yeah, he's great. <clears throat> and so, then Vince Vaughn went straight from Swingers to this. I'll be honest. I think this is actually probably my, like my favorite Vince Vaughn movie. I'm not very impressed by a lot of what he does. Uh, well, I, I can't wait to sh- I can't wait to change your mind, man. I can't. I there are other Vince Vaughn movies where he's actually really good that I'd love to uh, show you one day. Thought he was right you're, saying that you're genuinely not into the Wedding Crashers kind of Vince Vaughn. I mean, he was great in Zoolander. Um, he was great in Dodgeball. He was good in Starsky and Hutch. But I feel um, like a lot of his movies that he's... I mean, uh, the 1998 Psycho is fine. So, I don't know. I would say if you want to see what he's doing these days... If, if you want to see my favorite thing from him recently that's just... Really super dark, violent, and amazing brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine. That's that is probably my favorite thing from him in years. It's gnarly, dude. It's gnarly. It's got one of my favorite on-screen murders in a long time. Okay. Like there, there's a murder in that movie that made me just, just. It makes me cringe. It makes me cringe, dude. Does it really? We're all in cell block 99. I am not farting around here, buddy. Yeah, I'm looking around. I'm looking at it right now. 
it's gnarly. So, <clears throat> so now they're walking through the forest, and I then questioned, are they still wearing dress shoes? Maybe, I didn't notice. Because like, he went from meeting with Ian Hammond. Jeez, oh, I'm so tired. He meeting with John Hammond to hopping on this convoy. And yeah. yeah, I'm assuming that, you know, the like that whole like warehouse that he was doing everything was like right outside Hammond's house. Yeah. <clears throat> so somewhere in this, uh, she calls Ian uh, a predator. Like she says, I've dealt with a lot of predators. Uh, it's like one of them, including you. I, I thought I laughed. Then they notice there's a fire back at the base camp and it ended up being Kelly. Uh, Ian's daughter. Ian is irate. So Sarah tries to calm him down. It's a long conversation. That's my favorite Talking Heads song. It is irate. Um, then they hear helicopters in the distance and it turns out it's InGen. InGen. I-N-G-E-N. If you don't know who they, they like are, they're like important. To be, they like to be called uh, Native Americans, Chris. Jeez. Yes. So they show up in mass. Um, so lots of armor. Um, we then get Rowan and uh, the nephew and a third unidentified guy. I forgot the dude who was, who, um, who died later with the things. Um, so they're they end up like roping up the dinosaurs, like lassoing them, like it's really crazy. So. Just the whole thing of them just rounding up dinosaurs um, for capture. And um, so then they notice T-Rex footprints. And so Roland, um, the guy who looks like um, the sergeant from uh, Full Metal Jacket, he's, he is, his, the only stake that he has in this is that he wants to hunt a T-Rex. He does, he's not getting paid. Yeah. He's not going to be paid anything other than the fact that he gets the chance to hunt a T-Rex. Chris, I want you to keep both that entire idea of these people hunting uh, dinosaurs on an island and a big game hunter wanting nothing more to just hunt something in mind. Because uh, they come back again in the fifth movie for some reason. Okay. Um... So then, um, Roland goes hunting with 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 uh, I think the nephew. I I forget. So they find a nest with uh, an infant, with an infant T Rex. So they shoot it and use it as bait for the bigger one, because they assume it's just one, right? Which is messed up. It is pretty messed up. That that infant goes through some stuff. Um, yeah, he'll never be able to go to public school now. <laughs> He's gonna have to like see a doctor for a long time. That T Rex is screwed. And you know what? 
its parent went out to the real world and the modern world, and it's not much better there. No. Um, so night falls. Uh, InGen makes uh, makes camp. The, uh, the heroes look on. Nick, um, Eddie, Ian, Sarah, and Kelly. They all look on. So they figure InGen is poaching these uh, dinosaurs to take them to the mainland. And uh, Nick says he's Hammond's backup plan because he was in because he used to be in uh, some kind of military force. I forget. Hold on, let me scroll down here. If it'll let me, let me scroll down. Why is it frozen? There we go. Where's the synopsis? Where's <laughs> yeah. the synopsis? I want the synopsis right goddamn now. Is it? Is it here? So, um, the bad guys are the, uh, yeah, let me see that. So, the bad guys are, uh, given, or the nephew. The nephew is, uh, live broadcasting to the InGen, uh, board of trustees, and, mm-hmm. um, they're giving him a live tour of the camp, or of these, uh, ID, or of these, uh, of the camp, uh, via satellite. He, they, they talk about discussing uh, plans to uh, send dinos to future zoos in uh, San Diego. They're going to build their own branch of zoos across the mainland. Yeah, they want to bring the dinosaurs to us. As this is happening, Nick and Sarah are freeing all the dinosaurs in secret. Yeah, to break them out of the joint. And then they cut back to them talking about their plans, and then boom. Uh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs right? to start wrecking the place. Yeah, um, dinosaur stampede. So Nick takes the wounded baby. The wounded Which baby. Which is pretty uh, messed up. People died. People died people in that di- entire. It's, they killed people. When yeah, they did that. yeah. <laughs> people, people have died. Um, Dude, people freaking died, man. You don't even know. <laughs> so, so Nick uh, takes the wounded baby uh, T Rex. With him in the escape, and Sarah's like, "Are you serious?" Yeah. So uh, back at the good guy camp, um, Ian's trying to contact the boat as they try to as they bring the wounded baby T Rex, and then Ian's just like, "You've got to be kidding me!" So Kelly is already regretting her decision to come along after seeing this baby T Rex. So they go up in the uh, the giant elevator that Eddie has constructed, and. They think they're all safe, but then the bigger T-Rex roars in the distance. So Ian can't contact the, uh, the um, Nick and Sarah who are working on setting, resetting the, uh, the baby infant, the infant uh, T-Rex's leg. So they, he can't contact them from the phone, so he goes down there. The T-Rex goes... Uh, as Ian's running to the trailer uh, in the rain, um, the T Rex goes under the the elevator as uh, Eddie and uh, Kelly are there in the makeshift elevator. So, okay, so let me see here. Okay, so Ian goes coming. Nick and Sarah in the to warn Nick and Sarah in the trailer. So he gets into the trailer. So he they hear a roar. This is like. This this is when I knew I was in for a good time. Nice. Um, 
So then they notice outside that a car just goes flying. That a jeep just goes flying. It plunges over the cliff. There's a... So now... So now one comes in front of the window. As they're focusing on that. And then you see the second one in the other window. So there are two T-Rexes. So they doubled the ante from the last movie. Yeah. So yeah, now, these parents are mad. Mad they, strength. They can. They want the baby. They see the baby like muffled with the dude's like uh, belt. Um. It's about the worst looking situation ever for them. Yeah. Again, this infant. Yeah. This infant. These dinosaurs, have, for one thing, don't know English. You can't talk your way out of that. This infant's gonna need to shrink. Um, I'm telling you, public school, no way. No. <laughs> um, you think it's going to handle dodgeball well? Uh-uh. No. So the heroes... Um, it has tiny arms. Yeah. So Nick, Sarah, and Ian slowly return the infant. They, unmuff- they unmuffle it, and they return it outside safely. Um, so it just starts screaming and screaming. It's yeah. so bad. So it's bad. The T Rex. So the T Rex. So both the T Rex go back, and it's all safe for a moment, but not before. But then they don't. Then they come back, and they uh, they try to tip over the uh, the trailer. So the trailer. So then the trailer is like, they just rolls and rolls, and then now it's being pushed off the cliff. Now and then rolling. rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. What? Um. So then, now the trailer is now being pushed off the cliff, and then there, the the half is like it's like a it's like a double it's like a and it's not double decker because that means it on top of each other but like a two car bus. Oh, yeah, I don't think I'm being told to be quiet. Okay, I'm gonna, dun, I'm gonna dun, dun. So, um, let's see here. So yeah, so now they're trailer dangling off the cliff, and then Sarah falls to the absolute bottom that she can go. She's on the windshield, and it's cracking. Right, she's like, it's like um, if anybody's played, um, if anybody's played the first uh, new Tomb Raider game, it's the sequence where she's in the plane. She's in the like the old rusted plane. Kind of like that. Um, except without a parachute. Yeah, they totally ripped it off from this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. The glass... I really love that moment. When she's on the glass and it starts cracking, it's great. Yeah, this is, this, this was pretty intense. I'm like, I'm like, I was literally on the edge of my seat. I was not expecting that. Um. Yeah, screw anyone that says this is bad. Yeah. This isn't a bad movie. It's, it's it's fun and dumb, but it's it's fun. Not a bad movie. It's just very fun. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Alex, is it like is this like the equivalent of like is this your equivalent is this your equivalent to me in the Last Jedi? It's like you in in the Lost World. Is that how is that what well, this has um, come to? It looks like. It looks like it because, like, I think people look back at this movie terribly. Because the thing is, people when they watch The Last Jedi, and they and they just see like women in power and get freaked out and just crap like that. Like, that's just misogynistic BS. 
No, my whole point that I've noticed is that people watched it when they were kids and didn't like it and are not coming back to it as adults. And when they do, they're they're just they have this goggles that it's so terrible that the gymnastic thing is terrible and like really at the end of the day like this has better pace and rhythm than most movies do period this looks way better and moves way more smoothly than any any of the transformers movies period 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 like i don't care how i'm gonna be very honest with you i 10 years from now people are gonna watch last jedi and they're gonna be like why weren't movies like this 10 years ago and it's because last jedi is a movie that thought very far in the future as to what filmmaking will be like very far in the future and people are going to start to think about that, that it's very ahead of its time, and it is very ahead of its time. It's a progressive movie, and people just don't understand that. We're in a society where progressivism is looked down upon right now, and that's not a good thing. I, I mean, I, li- I think the movie is progressive in a lot of ways, but I think the biggest backlash against that movie are from really just disgusting, dumb people who don't know what the hell they're talking about. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. don't deserve any real, like, credence to whatever the hell they're talking about. I agree. I rude and disgusting people that, like, there are people who have genuine arguments with Last Jedi, and to me, like, if you walk up and you say, this is a bad, terrible, stupid, unentertaining movie, I'd be like, well, you're wrong. Like, first of all, you're wrong. This is a, this is not an, like, I just sat down with my roommate the other day, and we were, we skimmed for a half an hour on all these platforms on what to watch because he's such a picky dude. Like, I I like the films I like, and he likes a lot of crap. Uh, but it's the crap that he loves to watch, and I'll sit there with him and watch it for hours. And he's just going through, should we watch this? Should we watch this? And I, like, put a couple things on the table, and then he sees Last Jedi's on Netflix, and he's like, I've never seen this. And I'm like, do you remember anything about the last one? He's like, nope. I'm like, here are the five things you need to know. Beep, bop, boop, turn it on. It's our best option. We turn it on, like, two and a half hours later, he's like, that was great and i'm like hell yeah it was <laughs> that's a good yeah. story i like that like it's just a very simple like it's the same thing with lost world like like you there yeah you have to take yourself out of a certain headspace when it comes to that star wars movie i can't get myself out of the headspace when it comes to force awakens yet that it's pretty much a copy of the first movie i understand why they did it i just think it's a little safe and i can't get past that yet the second movie gets past it for me and does new stuff already. That's why I love it. Its chances are absolutely just like steps ahead of the safe move they made in the first movie. And I'm kind of afraid that they're going to pull back on safe moves in the next one. But that yeah. second movie will always be there. And it will never change. It will always be a great ride for me. And it's the same thing with Lost World. I always came back to this movie on TV thinking like, this is really good, and years later I realized, wow, Spielberg just knows how to make great set pieces and have a good time. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be very honest. I think that, like, yeah, like I said, I think people are just gonna, people are gonna buy, you know, go back to Last Jedi in a in a while, you know, years from now, and they're, it's gonna be remembered fondly, I think, and people just are not. Right now, people just don't get because they're stupid. That's that. that, that. <laughs> right now, right now, back to Willow. We're talking about Star Wars: The Lost World. Um, yeah. well, I do. I do have a new question, actually, Zach. We didn't ask you. What's your take on The Lost World, having watched it again tonight? Um. Oh yeah, we didn't ask that. So, <laughs> last time I watched Lost World was oh man, long time ago. Let's go with that. Um, 
I get back to it, and it it's a fun movie. I mean, I would agree with Alex in the sense that it's it's just a fun, fun movie, man. Like it, I find very little like it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's not a resoundingly interesting script because it's just you know a typical you know animal rights story. But it's you know from like you kind of said from the set pieces. From the action, it's it's a fun movie. That's that's how I describe it. What would you rank it out of them? Out of the Jurassic movies, um, oh, same Fast and Furious. Oh, in fact, <laughs> well, Fast and Furious by and far the best. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, because uh, he does chase I don't a bus. Think in this. Only the Fast and Furious movies. Let's go with that. Dude, but... Fast and Furious movies better get dinosaurs soon. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vin Diesel's gonna ride a, a dinosaur. He's gonna wield a flaming oh. sword. <laughs> because we're family, right, Rex? While he drinks from the fountain of youth. Um, uh, uh, Corona? So. <laughs> Anyways. That was a good one. That uh, was good. That was a good I one. Was rank, so, so here's perpetual ranking. Not a sponsor. Here's my perpetual ranking of the five movies, okay? So, number one is obviously Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, number two is a tie, actually, between uh, Jurassic World and Lost World. I, It's hard for me to find a better one between the two, just because they're both super-duper, like, interesting in their own ways. Um, then J-Park 3, and then... That one movie. <laughs> um, and then Jurassic. I'm gonna say because because we you and I get to do this and we get to save Chris at the end when he gets to see Fallen Kingdom. But I would say yeah, one one is the best. Um, I like to above four right now. I'm gonna watch four again and I'm gonna have to come up with a decision again then because I I'm leaning more and more to liking Jurassic World the more I watch it. But honestly, I like two. I think yeah. two just moves better. I think it, it's fluid. Those last twenty minutes are insane. Yeah, it's just. A, I think it's a better ride. I think it's just more fun. Yeah, um, I, I would agree. And, I, I I would agree. Um, I I guess it's just hard for me because you know, Dress World's just so fun in its own way, and it's 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 kind of just a rehash of Jurassic Park, but like not, and it's you know. It's got a bunch of weirdness, it's, and I love how I love how in Jurassic World they, they really just go off the deep end of weird stuff. I mean, I I yeah, I mean, I would probably say that Jurassic World would be three, three, three is my least favorite. Kingdom would probably be four for me. Um, Lost Kingdom is insane, but I honestly am entertained by its insanity. I think it looks good. I think it has genuine good moments of beauty in it. It's like it, it just still photographs of that movie often um, are beautiful, but it's yeah. so entertainingly insane. It's stupid, and I never want to give it money. But it's <laughs> it's a I, I enjoyed watching that dumb dumb experience. Um, three J J Park three to me is is just boring. It's just boring. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But yeah, I, I, uh, uh, hashtag Bat to Willow. I think we all are on board with how fun this movie is. Okay. So. So 
So she's at the okay. So back back to where we were. She's at the back. She's at okay. So the trailer's dinging over the cliff, dangling over the cliff. We picked a perfect time to segue. Um, trailer's dinging, dangling. Oh God, I, <laughs> trailer's dangling over the, over the cliff. Um, she's yeah. Sarah's on the on the bottom on the windshield as it's cracking because of her weight. Um. The way you said that. All right. Um, so I, not, I know you. Didn't, I know you didn't mean it in any way. Just in any other context, if someone walked down the room, he's like, "Yeah, the glass is cracking under her weight." <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. I said it that way. I don't. All right. Um, well, uh, I, if if only we were recording this. Yeah, we are. Oh so, wait, we are. Ah! We're already we're only an hour into this. Yeah, we're just so we, breezing through. Aw. So, Ian climbs down after her while Nick is trying to reach the satellite, trying to release the the satellite phone. Mm-hmm. And it's slipping. So then, it's slipping. It's slipping. Then it falls, and then Nick is like. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what? And Nick is like, watch out, or something like that. And it falls, hits the glass. Because he can't reach the phone in a split-second decision, he reaches for her pack and gives that to her to reach, and she snags that. Oh, that's what happens. Yeah, and then he looks at her and he goes, you're lucky pack. Because, you see, her that's the bag they found, and they thought that she got got. Yeah, throughout the no, there are several times throughout the movie where that bag legitimately saves her life. It's her lucky bag, man. There's a time where a raptor, like for real, jumps on her back and starts just like eating her back, and she just wiggles out of her backpack, and he's just like gnawing on that. Like if that wasn't there, she'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, so now they're de- so now they're hanging on for dear life. So Eddie comes and um, so Eddie comes in to the rescue, gives and gives them a rope out of the jeep. Um, but the tra- oh yeah, out of the out of the truck, out of the front of the truck. Um, but the trailers, but now the truck's starting to slip off the edge because of the mud, because of all the rain. So he does everything he can to stop. To stop to stop that by uh, tying the truck to the jeep and drifting like crazy, just like in reverse, like just going crazy. I've never seen a jeep in a movie just go, wah wah wah. Um, he also ties the rope that they grab to a tree. Remember that. Um. So the T Rex couple come back and they unfortunately eat Eddie. They rip him in two. Yeah, it's brutal. It's pretty brutal. PG thirteen. Um, that, that's death in the series so far. Yeah. So yeah, the so then, so the truck and jeep uh, just just plunge over the cliff, but the 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 three of them live because the rope was tied to the tree. So. So they climb over, and Ingen is there to uh, help them out. 
in a moment straight out of a uh, Atlantis Lost Empire. Um, yes, yeah, despite the fact that we broke into their lab and stole their baby T-Rex and sent a stampede on them and probably killed some random people, they still came and saved them. Yeah. So they're at the camp. Um, so they know the T-Rex couple is, uh, is after them, so they have to leave. So Nick gets into a scuffle, but it's broken up. He got into a fight with the Tim Roth-looking guy. Um, yeah. So they figure there's a uh, the communication center in a village way out yonder. So we got several scenes of uh, walking and uh, stuff. They're just walking in the rain. All that well, for, stuff. well, it's pretty funny. There's a moment where. They are all excited about seeing a Stegosaurus, and Ian's like, yeah, ooh, ah, it's all exciting. And then there's running and screaming, and that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. So they take a break. The The blood on um, Sarah's jacket is still wet, which I thought was weird. <coughs> like, what are they... Do you... that, is, that is weird. That is weird. That's some long-lasting, non-clotting, even when it's out of the system, blood... <laughs> Like, I thought, like, like what are they what are they doing here? Are they going to, like, did she get wounded on that truck and I just missed it? Or something? So, um, so the Tim Roth looking guy, he's, of course, in a Jurassic Park movie trying to take a dump. But then he, uh, hears something he doesn't wait, like. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so now I got you. Now I got you. The Tim Roth-looking guy. Gotcha. He's yeah. uh, he's in a lot of Coen Brothers movies. He's in Armageddon. He's all over the place. Okay. Gotcha. He's very, very, very... He's in John Wick. Um, he's very famous. John Wick 2? That's the dude? He's the guy from John Wick 2, yeah. Not only is he the guy from John Wick 2, he has a series on Amazon Prime called Swedish Dicks, where Keanu Reeves is on that show with him. Nice. Like, he, he's very famous. He's been around since the 90s. He's in Fargo. He's in yeah. Big Lebowski. He's in a lot of stuff. Okay. So, that's my fault. So, um... We should roll Big Lebowski on the good wheel, by the we way. We did. Oh, we did? Yeah. It's on there. Yeah, we eventually got it on the wheel. Yeah, that movie's awesome. So... So, of course, Jurassic Park movie, he's trying to take a dump. He hears something he doesn't like, and he wanders off, and he gets jumped by the tiny dinos he tased earlier. Karma. Karma. So, break, so then, um, one of the guys was told to look after him, but he's listening to music as he's crying for help. Um, which... He was close enough to the group where the group should have heard his cries for help. He, he yes, they played off like the guy with the headphones is at the very end, and so he was the closest one to be able to hear him. But to be honest, other people should have been able to hear him. Yeah, it's it's a it's a jungle. There's like his scream should have been echoing across the hills. Yeah. So the break. So then the break's over. The group is moving. Uh, the dude is still being chased until he is finally eaten. Karma d- has done its justice. Um, 
it's long, it's slow, it looks painful. It's great. Yeah. It's like um it's kind of like the worms in King Kong with Andy Circus. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's not as brutal. Not as brutal but looks better. Yeah. Yeah. So um so the search party breaks out for him as the rest of the group continues on. Um night falls again. It's sleep time. The search party came back. They only found the parts they didn't like, he says. Um so the T-Rex so then everybody's sleeping. Ian's walking around the camp and he hears a rumble. Or feels the rumble too. And I like how Spielberg used this again. He used the the water rippling effect. I like how he brought that back. Yep, we immediately know what that means. That right. leads to a really, really scary situation. So, the T-Rex is near. Now, if you recall, Nick and uh, Sarah were patching the baby T-Rex's uh, leg after it had been shot, apparently. Dun-dun-dun. I thought it was broken. So, it was broken, broken it is but broken. There w- there's actually a deleted scene where somebody breaks it and they just cut it out of the movie. Yeah. But then there was a lot of blood, is what I'm getting at. For some reason, there was blood. Yeah. They tried to fix it they, and do surgery on him and, and suture him. They got baby T-Rex blood all over them. Right. Yeah. So. Mostly her jacket. Mostly her jacket. So. The T-Rex is near it's searching around now. Everybody's asleep. No one knows what's going on. But then Sarah wakes up at the first rumble. And she realizes something. She looks up at her jacket. And it's still got blood on it. Yeah. The T-Rex can smell the blood. So they've been following them this far. Yeah. So then one of the T-Rex peeks inside of the tent. Dun, dun, dun. Stick... <laughs> and this is where the interesting scenes begin. <laughs> so the T-Rex sticks <laughs> yeah, its head. It's a great scene. It's scary as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I, I was on the edge of my seat again. The T-Rex, the T-Rex peeks its head into the tent with Sarah and Kelly. Kelly wakes up and is like, what is that? She looks up like, <laughs> She's about to scream, and then Sarah's like, "No, no, stay still! For the love of God, stay still!" <laughs> um. So. So then the dude who was looking over, um, the Tim Roth looking guy, he wakes up and he just screams. The whole camp wake, the whole camp wakes up, and everybody just scatters, just runs. Every, the panic ensues. Everybody runs. So one of the one of the T Rexes gives chase to them. They're all running in a pack. The uh, Roland um, is uh, loading up the tranquilizer because his shotgun shells were removed or weren't in the barrel after he had loaded them, and we never saw them fired once. Yeah, it tur- turns out uh, Vince Vaughn is a little bit of a sneaky sneak. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, they all scatter. They're all running for their lives. One of the T-Rexes is, um, chasing everybody, and the other is staying at the camp. Probably Dude, trying to figure just out where stomping, stomping people to the ground. Stomping people yeah. to death. Yeah, literally it's trampling over them. Great. 
Oh, one guy in particular gets stuck on the bottom of his foot and takes forever to die, and I love it. Second best death in the series. What's the first best death? So far, it was the guy getting ripped in half. This is when the deaths start to get gnarly. Yeah. So, um... Let me see here. So, um... So, yeah, the portrait card just settles for the tranquilizer. Now, Roland settles for the, uh, the tranquilizer. So the main group is running through the tall grass and is being stalked. Then immediately they're being stalked by rack- by raptors. So then they're just getting killed one by one. That's how it is. So the heroes are right behind them. They're following them. But they they uh, manage to realize that, oh crap, this is where the raptors stalk people. So then they run through as fast as they can. And then... They out go- of the pan and into the fire. No, wait a minute. We we missed a scene where the uh, the other uh, the other the other uh, dinosaur expert got eaten. Oh yeah, the waterfall. The waterfall. Yeah. They all escaped the dinosaur by they all escaped the T Rex by going into a waterfall. Right. Cave, type enclave, and so, uh, the yeah. dinosaur is just like the T Rex is just like like inches away from their face. It's a great puppet. It's like again, this puppet is great. Um, but this guy with long hair and glasses, who's been kind of the hippie-ish dude out of the engine group, sees a snake and starts freaking out, and uh, and immediately gets his arm grabbed, and he just gets whipped right out of there and eaten. We just see just like just blood pouring from the waterfall. It's a great effect. It's super simple. It's, you could do is with just red dye, but at the same time, you'd also have to have a giant T-Rex puppet and a guy who's been willing to be picked up with it. But anyone <laughs> can do it at home. <laughs> we're the we're the opposite of um don't try it at home please do yeah. please build a giant dinosaur build a giant waterfall slash cave enclave find an old man with glasses and a beard who's you know maybe a dad oh, i don't know crap out of him. and then uh just you know set it up and get some paint just get some dye that's the easiest thing here you know keep it simple yeah cool, guys get some dye and uh or through the water. Um, I don't know, maybe really genetically engineer a dinosaur to eat him if you want real blood. Um, <laughs> Make your own Indominus Rex. According to um, the last film in this series, it ain't that hard to clone anything, I'll tell you that much. I can't wait to see Fallen Kingdom. Um, so the main group is running through... Oh yeah, I already you, said that. You just watched half of it tonight. <laughs> yeah, I just watched half of it. So, Ian... So they all fall into old dinosaur bones. So Ian ends up hurt, but he's been limping for a while now. I don't know where he got hurt. I don't know if it was from the truck or whatever. Or he just isn't very mobile. Um, so Nick goes I would, on I would probably in that raptor thing, maybe something happened. He sprained okay. his ankle. So let me see here. So Nick goes on ahead to the village, but it's not a village. It was it was, but was supposed to be a park. The Lost World, I guess. Oh! Oh! Oh, that's the title. Chris, that's the title. Roll credits. Um. So he, find, so he finally finds a ham radio and he, uh, he calls for help. Kind of like the one in Rambo 2. Kind of. Gosh dang it. Scroll down. Okay, um... So the heroes arrive to the uh, village, same village, 
but um, they're they're jumped by raptors, specifically Sarah, whose uh, back lucky backpack was eaten instead of her. Save her last. So Ian gets trapped in the in a car, while Sarah and Kelly are trapped in a boiler room. They start climbing. Ian escapes the car, makes it into the boiler room himself. <clears throat> But then he gets caught by a raptor. By the oh yeah, so the so it was an elaborate thing. So they're in the the boiler room. They're to the they're trying to dig underneath the fence or underneath the wall, while the um the raptors on the other side are trying to do the same. So then they finally get a hole big enough so they can fit in. Then another raptor comes in and jumps and jump scares them. Then they start to climb. So then, Ian, walks in the door. And is like, and they're like, dude, get out of there. So then he starts climbing. And then Kelly, this is where, this is where I, this is where I like, whoa. So Kelly then gets the idea. She starts um, walking out onto this plank. Then she starts doing gymnastics along the piping. And I'm, and now that I think about it, that pipe would have burst. Like, that pipe would have just snapped. Right? Yep. Uh, but it's also gym-regulated, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, Raptor climbs up. Raptor climbs up. It's about to, it's about to eat Ian. Then she's like, hey. So then she drop-kicks the Raptor out the freaking window, and it gets impaled. It's insane. I, 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 a lot of people think that scene is really stupid, and to a certain extent, it is kind of stupid. But at the end of the day, there are so like the speed and pace in which the several different things that happen in this set piece are amazing. And one of my favorites, just like I can forgive the entire gymnastic scene just for the sheer fact that when Julianne Moore and the daughter are trying to dig through the hole, and Julianne. Uh, sticks her head through and she says it's okay and then the daughter tries and then a raptor just like goes for her head immediately that's amazing I love that it gets me every time like I can totally forgive the stupidity of that scene for the absolute high of it um, but there's a balance like there's a very thin balance that it has here that not very many movies can that apparently Spielberg hit that balance he hit that magic real hard oh by the way earlier um it was explained that she was on that she was on the gymnastics team, but then she got cut. So yeah, it's in it's in the whole like exposition scene where you find out she's his daughter and that he doesn't really spend time with her, and it's because he's crazy, or people think he's crazy, or he's writing books to prove he's not crazy, or something. We don't even see his two other kids. Right, they're probably, I don't know, older. I would think they're probably past college, and she's just like the youngest. So, so Sarah ragdoll. So Sarah ragdolls around, and is hanging. All of a sudden, is hanging from the roof with the raptor on the roof and one on the bottom. So she takes the. This is like a tile roof. So she starts taking tiles out, starts throwing them at the on the one at the raptor on the ground, and it's making the other raptor on the roof fall over. Now I missed this because I was. I had to look. I had to look away for a second. What I think happened, what I wrote down happened, was 
the one on the roof fell on the one on the ground, and they just started fighting. So, yeah, she slides the one on the roof, it falls on the other one, and they immediately start fighting. She can't hold her grip anymore, and she falls on her back, and it looks like it hurts, but she yeah. doesn't the crap and rolls immediately away. They even fight on her some more, but they don't care about her at all. And she just crawls away. She finds a hole in the building, uh, lands on a light. It breaks. She falls off that light, rolls through a window, and then immediately Ian and his daughter find her, and they run. It's a weird thing. Like I said, ragdolls. Yeah, they are. They're just ragdolls. So, um... So then Nick calls them over, and they take off in a chopper. I thought the movie ended right here. Boy, was I wrong. You honestly thought the movie ended here? Yes. I looked at the time, and I'm like, wait a minute. There's like a half an hour left. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? So then then we get the reveal that uh, Nick had the shotgun shells from uh, rolling his shotgun. Um, da, da, da. so yeah, so then we, uh, go to San Diego, uh, we're at a news conference with the nephew of the announcement. Oh yeah. Hang on a second. So Roland, before that, so Roland got the other Rex, but apparently it died was the implication is that it didn't make it is what he said. So, but the nephew really doesn't care. And Roland said he's done with an InGen, or with the company of death, as he said. Company of death. We yeah, give you death yeah, and yeah. other death-like products at a reasonable price. It is the company of death. People have died under their employment. Also known as Walmart. Yeah. True. So... Let's see here. So now we're in San Diego. We're in a news conference of the announcement of a new park or new chain of parks. Um, But something's approaching at a high speed to the dock. Now, I didn't put two and two until much later. That was the barge they were expecting. They were expecting that barge to... Huh. Is that William Defoe? That, that that boat almost seems like it's in speed to cruise control. I should put that on the bad wheel. Um, we do. We do not. It's a hard um, one. It's a. <laughs> I heard it's. A, I heard it's a hard one. It's um, a crazy one. So it's a barge. It's a giant barge. Big crash into the dock. As this whole, as everybody's just running. In the aftermath, everybody's pinned under cars. Like this movie does not shy away. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous, but it is not shy. Um, so this is where I this is this is where I knew, like, insanity was about to ensue. They go in there, and the entire crew is eating nothing but hands. And I'm yeah, like, dinosaurs don't have hands. Did the raptors get on the boat? No, it it doesn't explain it very well visually at all. My assumption is. When we that the that people just kind of ran away and grabbed onto things, and the T Rex just kind of chomped them and went the way he did. Maybe in the control room, he busted through the wall and he got a chance at that person on the wheel. The other end of it is that the baby dinosaur got loose. 
That okay, now that makes sense because I I did not understand how the okay. We'll get, let me get to it. So they're eating. Everybody's eating. So then, some dumb officer like decides to open the cargo bay doors. Ian's like, no, don't do that. And then the giant adult T-Rex shows up. It was supposed to be sedated, maybe in a coma, but it's not. Now, here is my question. How in the world did that giant adult T-Rex manage to fit into small places and eat the crew, leaving only their hands? I think it's the baby di- I think it's I- the baby dinosaur got out and then um, ate and then took a nap in the barge. No, that can't be true because the baby dinosaur, as you recall, by, because the the ne- the nephew said that the baby son baby the baby dinosaur was in a plane. I swear he said that. Yeah, that's right. Because the baby dinosaur was already there. Then yeah, the T Rex did it. T Rex did it. How? I don't know. Magic. All right. It doesn't make any sense. It's a stupid visual gag. I'll be honest. It's the, it's actually kind of the dumbest thing in the movie for me. Now that you mention it, because it just visually does not make any sense. I'll give him the guy with the remote that is working on the door. I'll give him that arm, but the arm in the control room doesn't work unless they pan to the right and you see an entire hole in the wall. Right, which we don't. Um, and I assume that's how I get. Through. So it's so yeah. This this Rex was supposed to be in a coma. And now it's roaming all over San Diego. Yep. Going through backyards. This was awesome. I, I, I command all of you to go and watch this. If anything else, this entire if this entire movie. But if anything else, just the last 20 minutes of this film. Because it's the last thing you would expect. Like it's so like it just it just comes so abruptly. The last twenty minutes of this film just comes just so abruptly, and it's just insanity. It's great. It's awesome. It is awesome. So it turns into basically a sci-fi channel movie. Yeah. But at the same time, a huge budget, and it looks amazing, and it's it's just you. You just can't believe that this idiot, stupid nephew of Hammond brought a. T-Rex to San Diego. Like an idiot. Like a freaking dumbass. <laughs> and then he ends up on the boat, too, again, to try and get the baby. Like, oh my god, this guy. This guy. I was so satisfied when this guy goes down. <laughs> so, let <laughs> me get to that point. So, Ian and Sarah decide they're going to use the infant like they tried back on the island. So we didn't get that, yeah, but like we're totally, we're totally skipping over like people trying to run into buildings and getting chomped. And no, him that, using that's his later. That's later. That's later. Oh, that's great. So it's running around that neighborhood. It, a neighborhood. It starts drinking out of a pool, which doesn't make any sense to me. Wouldn't it sense that there's chemicals in there? If these dinosaurs are supposed to be smarter, as established in the first movie, they're not smarter. Only the raptors are that smart oh, and okay. could situations. The T-Rex is just basically a big, giant, dumb predator running around. He, he can hunt, but he's just a predator. If if the first, like, if the third Jurassic World movie is nothing but this, I'm fine. Just dinosaurs eating people 
in modern day, that's fine. I'm totally. I gotta be honest. I'd be fine with that too. And if they they have the the all the pieces are there, man. All the pieces are there for them to do it. Like the opening, like the opening ten minutes is just dinosaurs eating people, and that's it. No context, no story. Uh, I I gotta be honest, Chris. I'd love that. I would love it, and I'd watch it, and it would be great. Um, they like I said, the pieces are there. They just have to. They just have to have the balls. They just have to have the huevos. <laughs> the huevos. Well, they definitely had the huevos in the first in the last one, so you know, we'll see. So, they had the huevos to do half of it. They got safe with that first half. So, um, so it starts drinking out of a pool. A dog, a dog is barking at it. There's a kid in the window looking at watching this happen. He wakes up his parents. His parents go and check out the window. They, um. They see the entire doghouse and the chain hanging from its mouth. So the so I wrote in my notes it ate the damn dog. Yes, it did. So Ian and Sarah go and get the Rex. Little to no opposition from Ingen. So now <laughs> this is where I lost my mind. This is where I thought this movie's great. It's, it's downtown San Diego, and it's just eating people. That's it. Yeah. It's just eating people. <laughs> it's like the shark. It's like the shark in Jaws at the beach. It's great. It reminds me very much of when the birds attack in the fourth one. Actually, oh man, <laughs> oh man. So, so now, so now they finally get. Get it to see the the um the infant, and it t- quickly turns into Godzilla two thousand one. They're just driving around while the T Rex is chasing it. Um, that that's uh, wait, that's not two thousand one. That was is 98. it two thousand one? Ninety eight, right? I'm sorry. No, two thousand one. I'm sure it was actually a better one, probably. <coughs> so, so they get so. Ian and Sarah, they get to the dock. The nephew wants the adult shot and the baby alive. So Ian and Sarah put the baby back in the barge, in the cargo bay, in the cargo bay of the barge, and they jump off the boat. Put the baby back in the barge. Put the baby back in the barge. But then the nephew goes after the baby because he wants the baby so he can still have his park because he's John Hammond. Um, but he's evil, John Hammond. He's, he's like John Hammond with no self control. So imagine someone like I don't know cloned somebody in these movies. I don't know. That sounds ridiculous to me. But like, well, imagine that happened. Yeah. And a tiny little Hammond came out, <laughs> and it was just more evil than the original Hammond. Uh, that's what this little low nephew turd is. So from what I'm hearing, that's like the surf. That's only like um, that's only like scratching the surface with Fallen Kingdom. It, it it is the craziest thing in a movie filled with crazy things. Okay, I'm very much looking forward to it. So, <clears throat> so then the nephew goes after the baby, but the adult comes and wounds him, setting him up for the setting him up for the baby to eat him. So the baby eats, um, the nephew. Yeah. Which no, he said grandpa. Okay, never mind. Um, so Sarah shoots the adult with a tranquilizer. Only one dart. 
It took it took it two darts to put it down, but it only took one dart for Sarah to shoot it, and then Ian closes the cargo bay doors, trapping it in there. And Forever. Allegedly. Um So we're in an apartment. Um, Ian and Sarah are sleeping. They're just napping. They're napping, like, very unnaturally with their heads, like, straight up. Not, like, leaning back it's or anything. They did not intend to fall asleep. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but Kelly watches the news about the dinos. They're heading back to Isla Sorna. Um, and then uh, ha- uh, Hammond uh, says we should just leave them alone and they don't need us to survive. Shots of dinos living. Roll credits. B. I'm gonna be. What? I give it a B. I give it a B. It was a lot of fun. Not perfect, but it was a lot of fun. Especially the last 20 minutes. Gosh, that was balls of the wall insane. Yeah, I think you nailed it, Chris. I think this is a B. Some people may say B. B minus, but I think I I think it's I think it's a genuine good time, and for this series, I think it's a good sequel. It, it yeah, it's a lot of fun. Zach, um, I'm thinking, kill me, um, <laughs> okay, all right, Alex, uh, I killing you know, Jack, got contacts, or a form. Here's a knife. Here's a copy of, of <laughs> you get to the choose your way uniform. out. I I would give it a B minus. I I'm a lot harsher on movies than most people, but huh. uh, but uh, I also have my love for stuff. But um, we all we know where you rate this in the series. But um, what 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 are the weakest points about this one? Would you say <laughs> the villains just didn't feel all that villainous? The you know they. You know, they their whole plan was to make a zoo and stuff. And no, a chain of zoos. Let's not undersell this. Oh, okay. You, so they want to make you don't think to take a baby from its parents and break its leg and use it as bait? I mean, Alex, how is that any different from what people who go to capture animals for zoos do in today's Did I say I supported that? No, but... <laughs> I don't know. I guess like, <laughs> but, like hey, Zach, wake up! In that fat chat group of scoundrels. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, I would say, um, like, how do I put it? Like, so, like, their plan is to make a bunch of zoos, which is fine. That's a, you know, that's obviously a villainous no, idea. Not fine. Though. That's I mean, not, not anything but fine. I mean, the point maybe... of the is that you cannot contain these animals. Yes, so yes. they can't contain these animals on an island that they bring people to in any of these movies. Then what the hell makes you think that it's not villainous for greed and money reasons to take them to modern society and guess, try to engage them and control them there? I guess from my opinion, I just felt like the animals were more villainous this time than, like... Because that's really simplistic, dude. You need to look past that. I, I know, man. Like, I, 
I guess that's just me. But, um, for, like, I guess I just, like, I'm, I don't know, like, to me it felt like more so, I don't know, like, it, I guess I take the fact that the script's really bad a little too, too hard, um, and that to me the movie's just a bunch of pretty visuals. Let, let me, let me. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like there's any actual good villains in the series? I mean, I would say... John like, Hammond is the best villain in he's this. He's not ad- a villain, though. He's just yes, a he is. He still wants to save these things. Yeah, at the end of the day, he still wants to save the animals. Um, to make a profit. Honestly, the worst Alan, part about hold on, Park Chris, is that Chris, John Hammond hush you. Hush you. If I were to talk about like a villainous person... And Alex, I can only talk to you about this because it it's from a movie Chris has not seen yet. Um, yet. I think Fallen Kingdom has the best villain of all the movies. Yes. Okay, they're the most mustache twirling of them. Oh yeah, but they're also they're also products of, of and I'm sorry, Chris, but butt fucking insanity. Okay? It's, it, they are they are not they are not products of actual like well thought out villain. Like John Hammond is a villain that should have died and the only reason he didn't is because I don't think Steven Spielberg really had the balls to kill he died the in his movie. He dies um, in the book in the day. Uh, I I would say they are the most mustache twirling like cartoonish villains. Like they are they are the most like crazy villains because their plans are good. They're like Bond villains, man. They're they're insane. Um, I, I feel like the I would most... also say you know sorry to do this, but like even like the Spinosaurus and the uh and the in the uh, Indominus Rex are like better villains in their respective movies than like. Yes. I would say the 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 Indominus Rex and Vincent D'Onofrio make a little bit more sense in this world than I think the villains do in the last in the fifth one because I don't I don't know I I God the fifth one just doesn't even seem like it's reality I like I can't why they go down the route they do just boggles my mind ugh. Oh man! So yeah, there you go. The lost well, I'm just, world. I'm happy, happy you watched this, Chris, and, and understood where I've been coming from for quite some time. I try to yeah. explain this to people like this isn't. This is not a bad movie. It's not this a bad is, movie. No, it's not a bad movie. It's just like I felt like the villains, like they, they're like ter- stereotypical like hunters. Like you go into a, <laughs> you, know, you go into a safari movie, and there's the hunters trying to kill the things because that's what they do, and not. Anything like at least with like the Indominus Rex, it was like this is an animal designed to entertain, and it just goes bonkers because it had the worst upbringing ever, and it it like it fucking goes. A hunter it wants to eat people and hunts people. It's yeah, and it straight hunts people, and it knows it likes to do that. That's like horrifying. That's like crazy. That's like imagine you go to a zoo and the lion starts to realize that's truly the top of the food chain and just starts killing everybody. That's like the Indominus Rex. It's awesome. Here's the thing, Zach. I I understand what you're saying, and I really chew like I get that. I get that. That's what they were going for. But I'm going to be honest. Way before we get to that movie, I don't take that stupid Indominus Rex seriously for one second. No. That is like, it's the dumbest thing. Like every time the story needs to change or do something, oh, we, we added an animal to it. And this animal does this. It's so, so dumb. 
I hate it. I really just wish it didn't exist in the movie. I really wish that Jurassic World was just dinosaurs going on the loose because somebody, again, tried to screw over Engine. I really wish that they just pulled the Force Awakens route with it and then and designed better deaths and killing and stuff like that. Like, that that's all I really wanted. And for them to just pull out this dinosaur that just, like, can do anything. It's a Mary Sue. It's a Mary Sue dinosaur. And I don't like it. And everybody knows, who's been listening for a while, knows how strongly Alex uses yeah. <laughs> Mary Sue Dinosaur. You know, Chris, it's yeah. time to put up my favorite section of the episode. Does this movie have a Mary Sue Dinosaur? And you know what? This, this movie does not have a Mary Sue Dinosaur. No. But I have a prediction that two movies from now, we're going to run into a Mary Sue Dinosaur. And you know what? I have a prediction... He's not the only one we're going to run into. Yeah, we're going to see a few of them. Man, I can't wait for Fallen Kingdom. You're my boy, Blue. (laughs) 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 All right, so next week, Jurassic Park 3. Wait a second, wait a second. How long long was um, uh, Lost World? Lost World was two hours, eight minutes. Okay, I'm looking at the I'm looking at Jurassic Park of uh, J Park Three. It's an hour and thirty minutes. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's a, not it's a, and a half. It's fucking. It's freaking short. It's PG thirteen and it's an hour and a half long. I'm telling you, dude. It's still. It's just. It does not deliver. <laughs> <laughs> is it a bunch of? Is it? Is it like a Star Wars prequel where they're just standing and talking? No, it's like different forms of talking. Literally, it's like literally. It's like um, the whole. It would be like I feel like we're watching. I feel like you're watching a pilot uh, episode of a Jurassic Park TV show. (laughs) Oh, so it's like the Clone Wars. Uh, it's like Lost, but with dinosaurs. Oh, so a plane crashes. Oh, a plane does crash. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Even down to the plane, even down to the plane crash. Wow. Let's just say, like, literally, the most like re- like reasonable mo- death in that movie is so undercut by the end of it. You just are like, why did I waste my hour and a half on this movie? <laughs> yeah, dude. Barely any. All the the most deaths happen like in the first thirty minutes, and then the most meaningful death, the most effective death. Yeah, he's right. There's an under. They like they undercut it later. It's super weird. It's it's not and and on top of all of that, the characters aren't interesting. The story isn't interesting. It's just not an interesting movie. I think it just doesn't work. Hmm. All right. Well, Jurassic uh, it, it's Park like, it's like someone watched Lost World and was like, you know what? Uh, I want to make a movie where less less stuff happens, and we'll make it shorter, but people won't know that. Well, that's because we're going to take out all of the stuff that happens in it. Also, we're going to take, like, Sam Neill, who's, like, ten years out of, out of like, the best time of his life, and we're going to cast him in this movie. I gotta be honest, he's not, I don't mind him in this. He's not bad. He's very he's not even. I, I don't even mind what his story kind of is, and I guess we'll go into it next week, but, like, I... I I don't mind him or him in this movie. 
I mind everything about else about this movie. Like, I don't even care that they got him to go back to an island. Like, yeah. that's whatever. It's just at the end of the day, the movie, it just isn't interesting. Like, the, the end reason why they're there, the, the, the rest of the movie as they figure out how they're going to follow through with their plan. And then at the end of the day, like, I, the only way this movie ever, ever could have worked with me if they continued on with the story that they do two-thirds way through is if uh, all the people who asked Alan Grant to do this just started getting picked off one by one. But nobody yeah. does, and it sucks. It's just not interesting. Like, it, it, he, it's Imagine Alan Grant getting stuck in a situation with a family filled with John Hammonds. It sucks. Yeah. They all deserve they be- <laughs> None of them do. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it really is. Even his partner is a John Hammond, and it sucks. You're just like, Alan, you don't, you need better friends, man. All right. Well, next week, Jurassic Park 3, or J Park 3. J Park 3. J Park 3. It sounds like a Korean boy band. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. J Park 3. All right, we will see you guys next time. All right, guys, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.